0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Johnners Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN Podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined in what is supposed to be the penultimate episode of Season 2. I'm joined by the beauty of the borders, Anastasia. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm so excited for this episode, uh, just because, like I've seen beforehand, I, I got to witness your first match in WrestleZone. So it's like it's like seeing, seeing you come full circle, because now you're on the WWE Network, which is
1: Yeah, you were there from the beginning. I was. Uh,
0: So we'll get to that in a minute because the first question is always the same. How did you get into pro wrestling and what got you hooked?
1: Um, So my story is quite different to anyone else's kind of story. So a lot of people got into wrestling, you know, when they grew up, their family watched it or whatever, but that's not how it started for me. Um, I didn't start watching wrestling until I was like 15. And um, the boyfriend that I had at the time, he liked wrestling. And everyone wasn't really that interested in, in, in it at all. And um, basically because he watched it and obviously I live with him. So um, basically that's how we got into it. It was he was watching it and I just decided like, I'll give it a try, I'll sit and watch it with him. And then I just fell in love with it. And we used to play like the WWE games together and then we went to a live show. And then when I went to uni and um, when I lived with him, I'd always been like a dancer and a gymnast and stuff. And when I went to uni, I decided I wanted to try something different. Um, So there was um Wrestle's own wrestling classes up there. And it just appeared on like my Facebook or something like that. I can't quite remember. And I just thought, oh, that's something different. You know, I've always done something quite girly. So I thought, you know, I'll give something else a try. You know, if it doesn't stick or I hate it, I can just pack it in. It doesn't really matter. And then from the first training session, I absolutely loved it. So that's kind of how I got into wrestling and... How I became here now. Uh,
0: So from from interviews, well, it's very hard to find interviews uh, that they have with you. Quite, you seem quite a a private person in that respect. So I listened to your one with Eat Sleep Super Extra tweet um, just Mm -hmm. before we did this. Uh, It's a very rare case of me doing more research than usual, Uh, but it was it was at that point it was what a couple months after you debuted like September. Uh, You debuted in the. The June, something like that yeah, uh, June, I think. Yeah. and by that point you'd had two years of training Um a year and a half mm-hmm. so, so I'm putting you when you started training in 2016 uh, you played WWE 2K16 who were your favourite wrestlers when you started watching
1: um, I mean Charlotte has been my favourite wrestler for a very long time and so has Cody Rhodes, they're my two favourite um, wrestlers, they're still my favourite now um, just absolutely love both of them, um, especially love watching AEW now, massive fan of that. Um, and I just think Charlotte's amazing. A lot of the stuff I do is inspired by her. She's also another, you know, tall woman, like a lot of women wrestlers are short and, you know, being five foot ten is you know quite a difficult thing for women and I think she definitely inspired me because she was one of the tallest and is still one of the tallest um and she so that's why she's definitely an inspiration for me because she's tall um and I, I think you know she was a great inspiration for me and I I have used her as an inspiration for moves that I do now so um you know because she's got long legs and I do all these kicks and stuff because I have long legs um a lot of that was Because of Charlotte so I would say Charlotte if we're picking a boy and a girl it's Cody Rhodes um when I first started wrestling I I was doing the crossroads as as like a you know a special move that I did um and I obviously do quite a lot of Charlotte's moves like a big boot and stuff like that I do her um pin the Charlotte's web I do that as well so they're my two inspirations a boy and a girl Charlotte and Cody and so yeah those two that were kind of the ones that I really really liked
0: I mean, you said that about, about Charlotte because she's taller and she is, she's like, um, how would you put it, like, like an Amazon, like like a Wonder Woman, like yeah. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not so much like big and bulky, but just tall. Um it's tall, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So did you find that was a bit more of a challenge when you were training? Um, well, one, wrestlers don't often have a lot of, of female trainees. I don't know if just this area doesn't have any women that want to do wrestling. That could be the case. Uh, did you find that, that your height was also a factor, but... In ring time, you didn't get a lot of females to, to wrestle with.
1: But, you know, being a girl in wrestling's already really difficult because, you know, when I trained at WrestleZone, there was me and one other girl, you know, and that girl was a lot shorter than me. She was like maybe like 5'1", five, 5'2". Five, so, you know, I'm really restricted on the things that I can do as a female wrestler because a lot of other girls can't, you know, do all these moves that they would normally do on other women because i'm so much bigger than them that it's just it's unattainable they can't do it i'm just so much bigger i'm too tall you know the next you know even women like you know molly spartan she's big but she's still shorter than me so it, it has been really difficult and even like a lot of the time i'm taller than a lot of the guys i train with you know so especially when i've got wrestling boots on i'm six foot which is really tall as it is um, and so I'm, I'm a lot of the time tall and a lot of the guys that I train with so it has made it really difficult for me um, but I also think just never mind being tall I think it's really difficult for girls to train with because even the small girls they get used to training with boys but you know working with a boy is it can be really different to working with a girl. Um, so, you know, you get used to boys being able to pick you up and do all this stuff with you. But especially women, we don't have the same upper body strength as half of these guys do. So at the same time, it is really hard working with, you know, training with boys and then going in and trying to do a match with a girl. It, it can make it really, really hard. But um, I have been seeing there's a lot of a lot of girls now coming through the training schools. Um, then especially when even I started a few years ago. Um, it looks like that there's a lot more girls coming through now. So that's, you know, a positive thing. Um, but yeah, I would never say for any girl to like be put off because there's not boys because, you know, I, I've got a lot of friends in wrestling now and most of them are boys. Um, so I wouldn't say it ever put me off wrestling just because there was more boys. But I would say, you know, it is different being a girl than it is being a boy in, in training.
0: Uh, At your background before wrestling was uh ballet if I, if I remember rightly from past interviews that we've yeah. done with you uh so that's that's a lot of of like uh pressure on your body as it is and then you're coming into wrestling and you're not only doing that but you're also throwing yourself on the floor was there a, a bit of a, how how ready were you for the, the the physicality of of bumps and running ropes and things like that
1: um I wasn't as prepared as I thought I would be, but I would also say the kind of intensive training that you go through as a dancer is a lot harder than anyone ever would expect it to be. Um, you know, you you end up in so much pain that your feet are bleeding, your like your toenails split in half and fall off, like y- your feet end up completely screwed, basically. So, you know, and when you do it, you end up in a lot of pain because it it's so intense that I do think Being a dancer prepared me for like, you know, how impactful it was on my body because I'd already done something that, you know, people think that ballet is so elegant and poised and beautiful and it is, that's exactly what it is. But ask anyone that's ever been a dancer for even the shortest amount of time and they would tell you that it was really painful and it was probably one of the most intense kind of trainings that they have ever been through. You know, I've been through some intense intense wrestling training and I would say there's been points in my ballet training that, you know, I felt like I was going to throw up and I couldn't do any more more than I, I have done in a lot of wrestling training sessions. So I do think, you know, it did actually prepare me for that because although it's this beautiful thing and, you know, people think it looks easy, but it's so much harder than you would think. And I definitely think that, you know, if I hadn't done another kind of, I know it's classes in art, but another sport that was so intense and so you know, impactful on your body, I don't think I would have been as prepared as I am. But I definitely think being a dancer strengthened me up a bit. You have to, you know, it's quite a hard environment. You know, there's a lot of girls that aren't very nice and, you know, the environment's not always great. So I think that prepared me for it as well.
0: So yeah, so between a, uh, an environment with, with uh, co-workers, we'll say, uh, co-workers, uh, the actual physicality of the pain, would you say that Bali also gave you a bit of a fast track with timing as well? Because I know a lot of wrestling is about timing. Uh, for it to do, well, do you think that helped?
1: So a lot of people, a lot of when I first started training, um, a lot of trainers said that you know the certain drills that you do in wrestling, they would point out that I did them really well because they obviously were like, oh, she looks like a dancer, and that even there's now there's things that I'll do and people will be like, oh, we can tell, you know, that you used to be a dancer because. Um, the way you do things and a lot of the things if they're like certain steps and stuff I can get into a really good rhythm doing it whereas like some people that have never done something that's got a rhythm or even if they've never done something musically find it really hard to to stay in the same rhythm whereas like I can just do it and and stay at that rhythm because I've been taught that I need to be able to do that so I can find it really easy Um, but definitely in training a lot of people have pointed out like oh we can tell you used to be a dancer because of the way that I can just keep doing things repetitively and it, it stay at the same sort of rate whereas a lot of people go so quickly and then slow down and so quickly and slow down whereas I can just keep that same pace and they, you know they do a lot of people is say it's because oh we can tell you we're an dancer because of the way you do things so I would definitely say it definitely prepared me to do that.
0: So we're two years down the line of your training it's the mm-hmm. eve of uh, Battle of well it's just before Battle of the Nations, uh, when did you find out you're actually making your debut?
1: Um, I'm pretty sure it was the week before. A week or two before. Um, it was a last minute thing so um, basically the there was a, um, another match planned, another women's match planned for that night and um, the girl that was booked on it got injured and um, they had to come up with something else like the week, the week before because um, they got injured so they planned it the week before and they were just like, you know, we, we want you to debut so and that was it uh, a week later I or sorry I think it was like two or two weeks before I had to get wrestling gear never had any gear because I don't think I was debuting literally had to pay to get my ring gear created in like a week which I would give the person I paid to get my you know gear done like kudos so she did it so quickly and made it so great um but yeah it was like two weeks maybe that I knew before. And it was only because the person that was originally supposed to be doing that show got injured.
0: I think if I'm, I remember rightly, it was supposed to be, I think it was Sammy versus Roxy. Cause Sammy yeah. was at the show um, with a big boot on. Um, I, I, I just checked my review before uh, we came on, just cause I wanted to see what I said about your first match. And uh, pretty much what I said was, I can't believe it was your first match. It was the kind of uh, long and short of it. Um, because you look like, because what well if I wrestle zone ones anyway? Wrestling debuts, the first match is always a bit stuttering. And uh, your opponent of the night was definitely the same. It was a bit nervous and what have you. And then yeah, six I was months was down really line. really nervous, yeah. And then six months down the line, I'll see them again and it's like totally changed. It's that crowd that they get used to and it's all good. But you came in, Anastasia Hawthorne, big fur coat with Nathan North, super confident. Was that, were you confident or was that just faking it until you made it?
1: I was really nervous. But even now, I'm a quite a nervous person. um. So I was really nervous. But, you know, I think it's really important, even now, to be nervous before you go out. Um, I think if you're not nervous anymore, it shows that you don't really care about it. Um, so everything you really think you should be nervous. Um, but I do think, you know, me and Nathan, we got on so well. We trained all the time and, you know, um, me and Nathan got on really well, so I'm so glad it was him that was there to support me because um, when I got nervous or anything, he was so supportive and he'd be like, he was like, you're going to be fine. Like, we're going to do great. Like, we're going to work. We're going to do this together. And he was so supportive. So, you know, I think I would have been a lot more scared if I was just there by myself or if I was with someone that I wasn't so like close with or someone that I trained with so much. So I do think it helped a lot that I had him, him there to like support me.
0: Uh, and then from that point onwards, you just, you were everywhere. Uh, so I think the next time he turned up, he was down in Glasgow a couple of weeks later, uh, possibly as a replacement for yeah. for someone. Um, yeah. How, how did you get from that to, from your first match to suddenly being down uh, central belt? Uh, just yeah. how, so how did that come about?
1: Before then, when I was training at RecZone, I was actually coming to Glasgow for some training sessions. Um, so basically because of the the training that I'd done in Glasgow, um, basically they'd seen how I was in ring. So the opportunity, you know, when someone else backed out, you know, they had a space and I was free and they just decided to give me that opportunity because they'd seen me train and stuff. So I was quite lucky that, know i would got that opportunity so prematurely in my career you know but um it was because I'd been working really hard and from Aberdeen to Glasgow is quite a, a long journey it's like three hours here three hours back and I was doing that like at least once a month and the trains aren't cheap either they're like 30 40 quid and I was making you know all that effort I also had to pay for the classes down here you know so I was putting a lot of time Blood, sweat and tears into coming to train down here and I do think that th- that's the reason I've got that opportunity because I was showing to people down here that I was committed to it. So yeah, I would say that's why.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, you, you appeared there and then you're over the border. Uh, seems to be your first few few matches though just been luck. It's just right place, yeah. right time, right opportunity. Uh, What was it like, I I think I asked asked this in our our interview way back in 2018, uh, but what was it like going in front of a crowd for the first time? You said you're you're nervous about wrestling. What was it like going in front of just people paying to watch you do it?
1: Um, I mean, because I'd already been a dancer and I'd done shows where people had paid to see me dance, Mm -hmm. it wasn't too much different, so I was nervous, but I was more nervous because I was doing something in front of a crowd that I wasn't too experienced in, less than I was doing something in front of people that were paying to be there. I think it was just more because I was really new and, you know, if I'd done something wrong, it's quite hard to cover it up. Um, So, yeah, I, I, but I was quite used to, I've always, I'd always done shows in front of people. Um, so, you know, I wasn't too nervous about that part of it.
0: Uh, was the more the so so? That's fine. You kind of came in with, other than the, the nerves part, which you say is just something that you like having because you know that you're you're ready for it kind of thing. Uh, you did did come in with all the tools required. The the fan because a lot again. This is going back to other debuts. That's the intimidating bit. Uh, especially Northern Hotel. Northern Hotel is for all intents purposes nuts. Uh, it's loud. It's got so many bits for the sound to echo off of as well. And Restless on fans' first front rows are a bit intense. Rowdy. Rowdy. We'll go with that. That's that's the word to use. <laughs> uh, so you come from that. And then I think, honestly, I think that crowd can prepare can, can prepare you for any other, fa- at least family shows, because I don't think, other than maybe Govan, I don't know if in our family crowd that's as intense Uh, straight away for anything they just want wrestling Um, and then you're across the border in England and again this is still within the first what six months Uh, you're you're across across the border Uh, it was just there's just an opportunity that that popped up Um, a lot of the matches your earlier ones against like the likes of Sammy uh, Sammy Jane of course Uh, was she did she take you under your wing uh, under you under her Um. wing uh, she
1: definitely did. Yeah, she did take me under her wing and a lot of opportunities I, I got was because she put me forward to them. And, you know, she recommended me to those companies. So a lot of it was because of her and, you know, the friendship that we developed training together. You know, when I trained in WrestleZone, there obviously wasn't very many girls. So she saw me being one of the only girls coming through. She said she took me under her wing. She was like, I want to support any girl that's trying to um, develop as a wrestler because there's not enough girls. So she definitely took me under her wing and, and you know, helped me get those opportunities because I was also quite shy and I didn't know how to approach promoters. So she definitely helped me with that.
0: Um, so going through some, some of the opponents you had early on, we uh, said, Sammy, Little Miss Roxy, uh, you were able to get in the ring with like Emily Hayden uh Jayla Dark, just uh a who's who special Scottish wrestling you are able to get in the ring with. Uh was there any match in that first say 12 months that, that particularly you learned a lot from or, or at least had uh, your favorite what was your favorite match from your first 10, 12 months?
1: Um basically any match with Sammy or Roxy I learned a lot from just because they were more experienced than me. Um you know, they helped me a lot in, in developing. I don't really have a favourite one um, because I, I really enjoyed a lot of the matches that I had with Sami, not even just, you know, on shows, but like in training. And there was a match that I did it in England that was against um, but Sami was like ringside for me. Um, I really enjoyed that. That was probably one of my favourites, to be fair, because I had both of them there for me to support me. Um, so I would say either of those two were definitely the ones that I'd learned a lot from. And But it was because they're not selfish people. They just wanted to help. You know, they really both wanted to help me. So, you know, I would definitely say those matches.
0: Uh, I'll come as no shock to people that are listening to this, but Sami and Aspen are my absolute favourites uh, in wrestling in general. Um, we are supposed to have Aspen on uh, this season, uh, but just things have, have, haven't happened, so hopefully uh, the next uh, season interviews I'll, I'll, get, I'll nab them eventually. Uh, although I think I may have been a bit too too intense because I was just like, I'm so excited. This probably you probably just went, no, you're too excited. Let's just tone that down a little bit before... Calm it down. Yes, <laughs> calm it down. Uh, so a year in, you're in ICW against Viper. Of course, now Piper Niven. Uh, that's mm-hmm. That's a little bit different. Uh, of course, you're, you're used to the family shows, ICW, yeah. of course, over-18s. Uh, people, they're they're quite a judgmental lot, the ICW crowd. Uh, was. You said you are nervous before each match. Was that just like double, triple the nerves going into that?
1: hundred times the nerves. But, um, you know, I've known Viper a long time too. You know, she supported me when I first started um, out as well because um, she's really close friends with Sammy. Um, basically I would come down and and watch the ICW shows and there was one night time that I even stayed at Viper's house like and she supported me so much you know so she was probably for my first match in ICW one of the best people I could have been in the ring with because she's already made me so comfortable so um, I'm just really happy to have got an opportunity to fight someone who you know was at the level that she's at too like the, being in that match was only going to help me get better, um. So it was such a great opportunity, and I'm so grateful for it. And you know, not long after, I was back again, ever against Isla Dawn and another person who is I'm going to wrestle and only ever get better wrestling. So um, yeah, it was great.
0: Uh, especially, I mean, like was, uh, the one match. Uh, I would just for going back a little bit. It was November 18. Uh, would have been one your first international. Opponents, uh, Veda Scott. Uh, I know we've said many opponents that this make you better, but uh, was like getting feedback from from Veda, of course, who's a worldwide, world-travelled wrestler.
1: So she gave me a lot of feedback too, and um, so did her boyfriend. Um, they were both on that show, um, and they both gave me a lot of feedback and, and really helped me develop. But um, I both I do remember them both saying that you know for how long I'd been training, they they were impressed and, you know, they they enjoyed, Veda said she enjoyed working with me, so that's also a big compliment as well. You know, someone like her saying that she enjoyed it, you know, I can't really ask for more than that.
0: Uh, And then fast forward to 2020, you just came back into ICW uh, as part of the, again, right place, right time, jumping into a tournament for the ICW Women's Championship. And then world women, sorry, world women's championship. Uh, and then the world ends. So, so, <laughs> um, what were your, your initial? What did, what were we doing during the first lockdown? Because of course, couldn't wrestle. What were you up to?
1: Not much, to be quite honest. Um, I um, managed to move in with my best friend during lockdown. Um. <laughs> so that was kind of the most interesting thing i did during lockdown i kept to myself i worked through the entire lockdown and um, i was a bit of a key worker um but other than that i did absolutely nothing during the first lo- lockdown i couldn't train Um, so i just before lockdown i started training at a new training school at joe Hendry's training school which i absolutely love training at and it was you know such a great place to train and the environment there was amazing it was so positive and I, Enjoyed it so much, and then a few months later, lockdown happened, and obviously, there was no training then. So, um, yeah, I didn't really, other than work, didn't there was no wrestling, so I had nothing else to do.
0: I'm, I'm fascinated by, by Joe Hendry's wrestling school just because, of course, it's Joe Hendry, uh, who, who's an uh, all rounder, but he he really brings out people's uh, personalities. And yeah. from, from your wrestling, great wrestler, uh. But your your character work seemed to be a bit quiet because you're an inferred person, as you said. Did you have you found that Joe Hendries school kind of helped you build that confidence up to be a bit more vocal and character
1: driven? I would definitely say so, because in that environment, because it's so positive, you're just so much more relaxed. And you're when you're more relaxed, you're more inclined to being a bit more open to everyone else. So, you know, in an environment where everything's tense and you don't really know anyone and it's like no one's really talkative or nice you just feel uncomfortable and you're shy but this is the complete opposite everyone's so nice and the only kind of environment that's encouraged there is everyone helping each other and that's all it is it's so positive everyone encourage each other to be the best that they can be and I definitely think that that helped me become a bit more confident in in my wrestling and just in training in general. And um, so from that, I think it's reflected in in my wrestling matches.
0: Uh, then, of course, no wrestling at all. The ICW comes back, uh, closed door tapings, no crowd, and you're in first or second batch. Uh, I think it's the first one. How was how that, again, the, the call or the message to say, right, we're doing this, are you available?
1: Uh, it was pretty random. It was just a message out of the blue. I didn't even know they were doing it and they were just like, oh, you know, we're we're going to do this. I think it was like a, the, a couple of weeks before they were like, oh, we're going to do this. We want you to be there. Can you do it? And I was like, yeah. And it was quite shocking. I, I was really honoured to be given that opportunity. And um, I already knew that they were planning on doing stuff on the WWE Network, but I didn't know kind of what. Um, but I didn't think they were going to be doing closed door tapings. I just thought, you know, they would only wait until the matches, until well, the, the opportunity to do live matches were back. But then, you know, to be asked to be on, you know, the one of the first female matches going up on the WWE Network was such like from those closed door tapings was an honour. Um, so, yeah, it was quite of a shock.
0: Uh, and again, it's a new environment because before you get you get taught I, again, I'm assuming, you get taught to work to a crowd, get them involved, and now you're working to a camera. Uh, and, and only having a handful of matches on ISW On Demand before, was that just a whole new challenge for you?
1: Yeah, so even now, like, I still struggle with it and have been done for a good few months now. Um, It is so hard, and it's hard to get the same sort of, motivation and adrenaline rush as you normally would stepping out in front of a, a crowd. As soon as you know, as soon as you step through the curtain and there's a crowd there, you get this ad- adrenaline rush and you get so excited. But sometimes it's not just it's just not the same when you step through the curtain and there's a camera there and you're performing to maybe two people other than the person you're wrestling. There's maybe two or three cameramen and um, obviously the producers and stuff backstage but it's a completely different environment and um, it, it has been a lot to get used to um, but I'm just I can't wait till the first show back and being able to be in front of fans again but I would say it's, it has been really difficult and I'm not the only one to say that I, I would say most people working in front of a camera is, is so much harder because you're not getting that excitement and the enthusiasm that you just leech off of with crowd with a crowd since that's not there, you're trying to create that just yourself from nothing and it, it makes it really, really difficult.
0: Uh, I was speaking to, to Daz Black yesterday and it's pretty much the exact same, but it was more the case of he went in and thought, oh, these, these are all professionals. They've done this before. Everyone know what they're doing and pretty much everyone turned and went, no, nah, we have no idea what's happening here. We're just going to hope for the best. So at least it, it's, a, it's a level playing field, I suppose, for for many. Um, I'm sure some of the, the older ones that are there, have wrestled in front of next to nobody already, so they'll know how that goes, but it's, it's that whole working in front of a camera. Um, what was it like being on the WWE Network, being able to be searched on the WWE Network, with the likes of Charlotte, and, and I don't know if Cody is, is available to be searched for, but uh, what was it like being, knowing you're on the WWE Network?
1: I mean, it's an honour, and it's not something that I thought would come so quickly in my career. You know, um, for a woman especially, I've not really been wrestling that long. I mean, you can subtract almost a year from that too, because, you know, because of the COVID pandemic, I hadn't been wrestling in like nine months or something like that. So, you know, for such a short period of time to be given that sort of opportunity is, you know, I I can't be so grateful, but I would also say, you know, I I did work hard and, um, but I would say, you know, if I hadn't had such a good support in, like it, from the people at ICW, they would never have given me that opportunity. Um, so I have to be thankful that, you know, they've given me that opportunity and they believed in me enough to let me be on the WWE Network. So I'm just so grateful for, for that. And it's, a, it's an honor.
0: I mean and then they got picked up by peacock uh which mm-hmm. uh I like I'll just like say in the start because it's just crazy so now you're wrestling in front of a potential 42 million people so I'm going from people, yeah, yeah going, wrestling in front of literally nobody at this point to 42 million eyes or 84 million eyes uh being able to to watch you uh does that I don't know how to put that because I've already said does that put any additional pressure on you but Does that kind of blow your mind? It's been three years in wrestling and now a potential 42 million people could watch you do what you do.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, even for people that have been wrestling 10 years, they're going to think that's crazy too. So, you know, um, just to have have that opportunity and to be able to say that, you know, that's something that I can say to anyone, that that's an achievement that I've made in the last few years. Um, it It is amazing. And, you know, it's quite hard to be like, oh, yeah, I think it's great and everything because it is great. But like, it's also nerve wracking being able to say that all oh, these people could watch me if they wanted to. So it's also nerve wracking because you've got to think about how, you know, what what will they think about me?
0: Yeah, they could be, they could be watching The Office or Parks and Rec and then suddenly they're watching yourself do a, a cartwheel and, and putting someone in the face. It's just a, a ridiculous concept. <laughs> but here we are in 2021. Uh, where that that's a that's a thing now, um. So I've got a couple of my own silly questions, and then we'll just because I don't know when to put these in for for any interviews. I just kind of throw them in when they come to mind. Uh, the first one we ask everyone is, "What's your favorite dinosaur?"
1: <laughs> my favorite dinosaur is a Diplodocus. I don't know if you've seen um they are the ones with the really long necks. Um, All right. I don't know if you've seen Jurassic World, but part in, in like midway through that film and um, you know they're they're going away on the boat have you seen Jurassic World? I
0: they're have. They're going yeah. away on the
1: boat you haven't? I, have, so I good. have. Oh you have yeah and um, they're going away on the boat and there's this the Dipliodoncus at the end and the fire and smokes come in and they're going away and you just hear him roar and it's he's like on the pier part I was crying my eyes out I would say they're, they're like I'm sure those are Dinosaurs were herbivores; they weren't like carnivores or anything. I just thought they're so cute. Um, but yeah, that part of Jurassic World, I was crying at that. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: The other one we ask everyone is, uh, well, now we ask everyone is, what would win a fight, two sheep or one cow?
1: Oh, one cow definitely. Um, cows are quite known to be quite aggressive animals, especially if they've got calves. Like cows have been known to kill people. Um, whereas you don't really hear that about sheep. So I don't think even two sheep would do much damage. Whereas like cows can be very heavy, aggressive animals if they feel threatened. So yeah, like sheep don't bother me. I've seen like I grew up in the countryside, I grew up in the borders, saw sheep, cows all the time, and growing up in that sort of environment, you were always told to stay away from the cows, they can be really violent. Whereas, like, if you go near a sheep, they they run away from you. So, yeah, I would definitely say a, a cow over two sheep.
0: I love the thought that you put into this because it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's a question that either people put no thought or put maybe far too much in. And plus, you, you trained up in northeast where I think sheep outnumber us at this point uh, as well. So um, it's... But yeah, I, I'm still I'm still believing in two sheep, but everyone that comes with an argument for the cows, I'm just thinking, yeah, okay, may, may, maybe, maybe that the cows could sense. do it. <laughs> uh, but it's also open to interpretation, because Joe Henry gave me a, a telling off for giving him that question and going, is it two rams? And I went, "It can't be. No, 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 you've changed the question now. So he, he, he argued that, I've, that I'm giving a too vague question for this, but it's open. Like I open to interpretation, you take it as the cow's just going to just kill, kill the two sheep at this point. <laughs> uh, um, so we'll look to the future then. One promotion that uh, I don't know that you want to get to get in, I don't know if you have at this point because I didn't, couldn't find the, the say so. You want to get into Discovery Wrestling, is that still a company that you want to, have you debuted for them or am I, I misremembering? I haven't. That.
1: No, I've never worked for Discovery yet. Um, so, yeah, they are on my list of companies that I want to work for. It's just, unfortunately, it's just never happened. And um, But I do hope it happens one day. Um, it's definitely in this country. Um, it, it's a big promotion. So, you know, it is on my bucket list of com- promotions that I want to work for. Um, unfortunately, it's just never happened for me yet.
0: Uh, is there anywhere else um, that you want to to get to when, when the shows are open and you're able to get back to actually wrestling with the crowd?
1: So Rev Pro would be a great option for me, you know, in, in England, um, but I'm already so content with working for ICW. If, if, if it just ends up me just working for ICW more than I am just now, that would be enough for me. Um, I'm just so happy with it. Obviously, further than that, I'd like to be on like w, the WWE UK scene, um, but that, that's a, like a lot higher. Um, but that's like my goals at the moment.
0: Get to NXT UK and and uh, we'll be getting with that. Have you, have you wrestled Kaylee Ray yet, or is that still one? Still, no, one I've never wrestled
1: Kaylee yet either. She's on my bucket list of people to to wrestle, but it's never been something that's happened yet.
0: Uh, so as far as that bucket list is, I'm sure Charlotte's obviously on there. Kaylee.
1: Yeah, she's Charlotte is the number one person that I would. Kill to wrestle, I would love that. I just think she's amazing, and getting the opportunity to wrestle her would just I feel like that would be able to bring me to an even higher level. But wrestling her would help me improve so much. I just think she's brilliant. I think she's one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world to me, anyway. Obviously, that's up to interpretation, but to me, I think she's the greatest, and you know, that would be such a great opportunity. Uh,
0: and anyone else on there? On
1: that list. Asuka. Um, I would love to wrestle her as well. Um, and probably Kaylee. Um, you know, it's never happened for me yet, and she's from Scotland, she's from Glasgow, you know. So um, and how amazing she's doing at the moment. Um, obviously I've wrestled um Viper, but to wrestle Kaylee would be amazing as well.
0: Uh and as far as we're saying lockdown your key worker, you've actually been, you've been actually working during these lockdowns and then back yep. to wrestling. Uh, is there any wrestling that you watch to keep up with other than maybe the Charlotte matches and Asuka matches? Is there anything that Japan, AEW, what have you, what's been on the box for you?
1: Um, I kind of, for the first part of the lockdown, I didn't watch much wrestling because it was making me quite sad being on watching it and being unable to do it. It was just kind of like a, a bad reminder of what I, I want to do and I just can't. I'm stuck at home. Um, but um, basically my boyfriend who's Layton, he loves um AEW. So me and him, we would we sit and watch it and we still sit and watch it now. So um AEW is definitely the thing we we we've been watching.
0: Um, their, their women's division from what I've read I, I don't watch AEW uh, I, I get the, the highlights of, of bits uh, but their women's division though you don't see it often they've got great uh, Japanese stars is that is that things that you seek out to maybe pick up for yourself or being taller uh, do you check out like uh, the guys like I know Luchasaurus for, for a l- some, some things that you can pick up for your own wrestling uh, when, when you get to it I mean
1: a lot of it, I'm not even watching to pick things for myself. I'll, most of the time, I'm just watching it to to enjoy it. I'm not watching it to, you know, get inspiration. Um, but, you know, I obviously love when, whenever Cody's doing it, love, love watching him. But um, I don't really watch it to pinch things. A lot, most of the time, I watch it just because I want to watch wrestling.
0: So it's, it's pretty good that you're able to just switch off then. You've got your wrestler brain and you've got your, uh, fan brain and you're able to keep them yeah. fairly separate. Um, You said you're, you're, you're of course with Leighton, Leighton Buzzard uh, but during these lockdowns is it is, it, is that helped because you say what he, he likes watching AEW, are you able to kind of bounce off ideas, maybe do like practice, are able to do some, some additional practice uh, during this that maybe some others oh. haven't been able to do?
1: Me and Leighton actually didn't start going out until um, November. So, you know, that was kind of after the first lockdown. Um, We had like one date at a coffee shop when things opened back up again. Um, And we had like two dates and everything shut off again. And then after that, we spent almost all of our time together because, you know, it was lockdowns, you can go between places. So we basically spent the entire time together. Um, But he was, like a great inspiration for me. And we got to like, when we were, went back to filming at ICW, we would sit and watch our matches together and he would help me with feedback. And But I definitely think I wouldn't have been watching as much if it wasn't for him because he liked watching it. Um, and I just think he's brilliant. He's one of the best in the country. And, you know, the feedback that I get from him he, he he's not the sort of person because i'm his girlfriend he'll just tell me he thinks everything's great um if he, if he has feedback he will tell me so you know he he helps me develop so much as well and now we can go back to the gym together we can train together and um you know um but he's just there to support me um so yeah like he he's helped me a lot
0: um so i mean we are we're, we're trying try to make this podcast all happy. we'll Continue to do so, uh, but of course, mid last year, it wasn't a good place for for wrestling. Um, people know we're not going to divulge into any further than we need to. Uh, was there any point where you you thought? No, that's um, I'm quite happy. I've, I've I've done I've done a bit of wrestling. I have wrestled for ICW. That's cool. I'll just go back to to work and watching it instead. A lot.
1: Well, there was a lot. A few times. Um that I just thought that was, I had just had enough. And especially when, you know, lockdown happened and the whole speaking out thing happened. And I was like, is this a sort of environment that I want to be associated with? Especially being a woman in this environment was completely different to men. You know, it was all of us women that were targeted in these inappropriate ways. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff that happened to me. And, you know, I, there was points that I was like, is, is this really worth it you know I love wrestling and I love doing this in front of fans and stuff but is it worth the political the abuse is it is that really worth it and for a, a while it was I was like it's not really worth it but you know especially when all of that came out and all these companies said they were going to do all these other things to prevent this happening and stuff like that that definitely kind of sowed a seed in my mind saying that you know things are only going to get better from here so you know that definitely helped and now you know I'm glad I never just packed in at that point because you know if I'd packed it in at that point I would never be on the WWE network you know so um it was worth it in the end
0: yeah it's just certainly a. It, it made a lot of people, including myself, evaluate things and I was the idiot that decided to do a podcast just a week before it, it all kicked off. And I was like, well, here's a list of people I want on that I can't have because now they're out, they're out. Now yeah. they're out, it is so, something inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 no doubt that, I'm not saying any of my guests have, but no doubt that, that something will come out and I'll be like, I oh, wish I didn't speak to you at that point. And it's just, a, it's a very delicate balance. Um Right, go way back to the start. Hawthorne. How yeah, did that... I kind
1: of just like stopped using that now. Um, I just decided that Anastasia alone just, I just feel like it's such a powerful name. I think that's enough now. So yeah, I used it at the beginning because WrestleZone wanted me to not have a singular name. They basically thought that Anastasia sounded, it's spelled differently, but they thought it reminded them, they were older than me and most of the trainers at um, WrestleZone because I mean A lot of them were almost double my age, but they reminded them of the singer Anastasia, but she spelt with like a C-I-A at the end, I think, whereas mine's like S-I-A. They just said that the name Anastasia reminded them of that. So they wanted me to have a last name to kind of distinguish myself a bit. But then I decided like, I didn't really want it anymore. And I just thought that Anastasia alone is such a powerful name um, that I just was like, I want that to be the focus so yeah that's why i went with that by itself now
0: i don't know how old i am then because i thought just the princess and i thought mm-hmm. that works because you come <laughs> out with the, the, with the big coat and everything thought, that's it uh but you know uh, people with, with singular names seems to work madonna beyonce Adele. exactly
1: that's the inspiration you know madonna beyonce like singular and those names when you hear them they don't sound like they need a last name then by themselves enough. So I think Anastasia's enough just by itself.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, again, from, from my, my little bit of research, you're a gamer. You, you said, you, said mm-hmm. you started 2K16 uh, for the wrestling anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're an Xbox player. Uh, which
1: yeah, I'm an Xbox player, yeah.
0: My sympathies are with you as a, as a PlayStation player. You're uh, <laughs> a <it's>
1: PlayStation, right. <laughs> only
0: because I'm so used to the buttons now. i had it since a PS1, and I just Xbox controller just... Terrifies her to look at. Um, what what's what's your gaming habits?
1: So um, a massive Resident Evil fan. Um, literally, if you look at my Xbox One games that are downloaded, I think I've got twelve games and ten of them are Resident Evil games. Um, so they're my like favourite pastime. And um, other than that, the other game that's downloaded on my Xbox One is um Black Ops 2 which i used to play with my friends when i was younger like since i was a really young like, under 18 which we're not advocating that but yeah <laughs> um, loved Call of Duty um didn't really like much after Black Ops 2 but that was my favorite Call of Duty um so anything kind of action or zombies stuff like that's my my kind of go to uh
0: so yeah so zombies are quite hotter fan then in general for films yeah. and that as well
1: mm-hmm. yeah even films um you know as for the games because I'm more of a gamer than a film watcher even then I'm like I like tv shows with episodes more than films I find it really hard to stick to like a three hour or even like an hour and a half long film I just get bored really easy I'm quite like someone that's really like find it hard to focus on something for too long so episodes are better for me because they're sometimes maximum of 45 minutes and I can commit to 45 minutes but longer than that I just get bored and I'm sitting there like Ugh. so yeah prefer like games because I can just pay- play for as long as I want and then I can stop or like a tv show I can watch one episode and that's enough rather than like movies to be fair
0: oh I've gone to the point of, of that where I have to have things with subtitles on now because I will just, just I'm a lose,
1: subtitle watcher I will um, lose
0: concentration otherwise I'll just, just wander away
1: it's just, I'm, a, I'm a subtitle watcher because my hearing sometimes not too great so I always have the subtitles on and um, my boyfriend Leighton he would never like, watched with subtitles on and I remember like he, he came around we were watching Netflix or something and I had the subtitles on and he was like, why do you have the subtitles on? And I was like, I just, I, I, half the time I can't hear what they're saying unless the subtitles are on. So, or I like, I'm just like, I'd rather like see what they're saying in front of me when they're saying it too. So now literally he's, he, when he's watching it, he's like, I, he'll literally before I even say, can you put the subtitles on? He'll just automatically put the subtitles on because like, he knows. Like now he's so used to watching with the subtitles on that we can only watch TV with the subtitles.
0: My, my wife's the same now, but I, for the exact same reason because I don't know how I I used to do radio for a little bit and uh, one side of my hearing's just pff, I can't hear anything high pitched in it, so the imbalance is gone. So I have to have, I have to watch things with subtitles because I'll just watch it and go, I have not heard any of that conversation. <laughs> I'm going to have to. But when you say the concentration thing, are you when it comes to TV are the same as? You can't sit down to watch a three hour movie, but you can sit down and watch six one hour things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Like I could sit and watch like six episodes of a TV show and I'm fine. But like me and we were recently binge watched um Lord of the Rings and um like Lord of the Rings are like, I think the episodes we watched for like two and a half hours, mm-hmm. the, the film, sorry, we're like two and a half hours, but you can watch like the extended version, which is like three hours. And I was like, we can't watch three hours. Like I was struggling. We watched the first one, which is the normal cut. Watched the first one. I was like, I, I, I can't actually pay attention to this. And he was like, oh, well, can we not watch the, the extended version for the next one? I was like, I don't think I'd manage to make it through three hours of a film. Like, I don't think I can. So... Yeah, I, I can easily watch multiple episodes of a TV show, but watching a full film, I really struggle with, and I have no idea what the difference is between that, but I prefer TV shows than
0: films. Yeah, I, I, but my only, only exception to the rule of that is for films is I could watch, uh, I'm big big into the MCU films, so I could watch mm-hmm. Infinity, Infinity, War, Infinity War and then Endgame, which is six hours, but it's just because I'm a massive Marvel nerd when it comes to that sort of thing. But yeah, I just, it's a yeah, it's a commitment. That's the thing. At least, you know, after 45 minutes, you've you got the option of going stop episode or skip outro and then there you go. Yeah. Uh, so we mentioned, we'll go back to the wrestling for a little bit. Uh, so we mentioned your, your future goals, of course, Discovery and Rev Pro and uh, of, of course, NXT. Is there anyone in the likes of your fan AEW? Is there anyone AEW that you want to, to get in the ring with?
1: Your <laughs> um i know that's probably that's never gonna happen but um that would be a goal for me but um yeah i mean like if we don't go for aw like charlotte would be my goal as a woman in general she's my goal to wrestle um but like if you know this is people if you're asking who like i really want to wrestle like it would be cody or charlotte so i'm like you know they're, they're my two goals of when people a man or a woman like I, I'm the sort of person that I want to I don't want to be someone that just wrestles women I want to be a woman that wrestles anyone so you know if the opportunity arisen that I could wrestle Cody like I would love that um but Charlotte is my like goal across the board to wrestle like I know she it. only works for WWE but like just in general like it's just her she's the one that I want to wrestle like She's, if you ask me a thousand times over who it is, it's always going to be her.
0: I've asked you twice now, so I've got another. <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, I suppose the advantage of you being taller, being 5'10, that is kind of the average height of a lot of wrestlers anyway. So we're coming into uh, a time where there isn't, well, there, I think we're starting to fade away from male wrestling, women's wrestling. It's just going to be wrestling. Uh, so is that, kind of something you may want to to try when you come back doing more wrestling. gender
1: wrestling yeah I definitely want to just not be someone who just wrestles girls I want to have the opportunity to wrestle both people because I feel like I can prove myself against no matter what gender they are like I can prove myself against anyone so you know doesn't matter if they're a boy or, or a girl like I can hold my own so you know that's it's just kind of like makes sense that I'd want to wrestle both people I mean half the time I'll be taller than both the boys and the girls so um you know I think it'd be great I think it's great to experience wrestling not just girls too like you know it's like I've trained with more boys than I have with girls so I actually have more experience with boys than girls to be quite honest so you know it doesn't phase me at all so yeah I would love to do that.
0: That's the thing. I mean, like yourself, um, Aisha Raymond, I suppose, is, is another uh, tall ass. Mm-hmm. But there's other ones like, uh, I think Alexis Falcon's quite tall as well. So, yeah, there, there is there is no cookie cutter way for any wrestling women or, or males. Um, so if you were to go, past, go right back to the start, you're able to revisit yourself for your first training session. What kind of advice would you give yourself?
1: I would say to be less nervous. I was quite timid to begin with, to be fair. Um, And I would just say to myself, like, you know, to be more open to everything. Um, But, you know, I think I did fine without that advice. So I'll just say, do on yourself, go and just be yourself and you know that's done me great so far so I don't really think I needed much advice I've done it off my own back anyway.
0: Yeah actually yeah I mean I think two and a half years you went from from a, a, a wee room in the Northern Hotel to in front of of, like I say potential 42 million people I think you've done okay in that, in that, in that way um, but thank you for joining me today where can people find you on social media?
1: Um. So I'm on Twitter Twitter Instagram, Facebook, Anastasia underscore UKX, all the same for all the social medias. I'm also on TikTok under that as well. You want to follow me on TikTok. But um yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks very much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thank you.